Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1359, My History of Stalking, by Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday, welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free, that's with permission from the authors, and it's the last day of the month, so now's a good time to join my free weekly newsletter, because I give away books to random people on that on the first of the month, you can join, just enter your email address at oldpodcast.com. And I'll keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. My History of Stalking by Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com. This may come as a shock to some of you, but I have a history of stalking. It's true, as soon as I meet someone new, provided I remember their name or something about them, I will Google them, Facebook them, Twitter them, and proceed to find out as much as I can about them via the magic of the internet. It's only when this comes up in conversation that I remember not everyone does the same. Sure, some people do it when they are about to go out on a date to make sure the other person is not a real stalker, no doubt, or before purchasing a big ticket item from someone on Craigslist. The extent of my curiosity has raised more than a few eyebrows, however, and though I understand the arguments to the contrary, I think that making information about yourself available and being able to find out information about others is a step forward for society, not a step back. But first, let's address the issues people usually have with my stalkerish ways. One argument that often comes up is that it takes some of the mystery out of meeting someone. The investigative process that once took years can now take minutes, and all those fun little idiosyncrasies might be outed prematurely. What will you talk about if you already know what bands they like, politicians they hate, and have already seen their photos from their trip to the Grand Canyon? Another argument goes something like this. As more information about you becomes available online, the less control you have over your reputation. If there's a vehicle, like Facebook, available where people can post photos of you and tag them with your name, those photos are much more likely to show up in search results, thereby staining your otherwise spotless reputation. My issue with both of these arguments is that they don't consider, one, the direction the world and its relationship with technology is going, two, the benefits that come with the baggage of having a brand you online, and three, that having a hands-off attitude toward the internet and its impact on the real world can be much more harmful than taking the time to use it thoughtfully. It's undeniable that as the global populace becomes more and more comfortable with the internet and other technologies, styles and customs and people, are changing as well. This is an invention that changed the global economy and at the same time, 
It has changed our vernacular and religions and how we read maps and just about everything else in the world. To think that by not putting information about yourself online, you will keep that information secret is a false assumption. Similarly, to deny yourself access to the same flow of information that everyone else has access to hurts no one but you. To be out of the loop is not romantic, it's foolhardy. Think of all the things we have today that are made possible by technology. GPS, one-click purchasing of just about anything from your mobile phone. Video games that operate by reading your brain waves. It's incredible, really, But to get the full benefit from these technologies, in many cases, you have to sacrifice a portion of your anonymity. You cannot take full advantage of 23andMe's at-home DNA test without spitting into a cup and sending it off to be analyzed in a lab. That in itself could be construed as pretty violating to some, but even more value can be gained by making your genetic information available on their partner site, Ancestry.com. It's like karma. The more you give, the more you get. Think of it. You can find people who are related to you by having your DNA analyzed from home and then connect with relatives you didn't know you had online through a social network. We live in the future, people, but if you aren't willing to give a little and contribute to the global information wiki, then you miss out on the premium fruits of humanity's labor. Finally, by not playing an active role in the flow of information, especially as it relates to you, your personal brand can suffer. Anything negative or untrue will go unchallenged either because you don't know about it or because you don't have enough of a reputation online to challenge it with authority. It's a big responsibility and perhaps not one that you would have chosen to take on, but if you do care what is attributed to your name, the reality is that you had better play at least a small part in the digital sector, lest you should be left without recourse because of your disinterest. Update May 15th, 2016. Thankfully, a lot of the pushback against technology that I described is no longer true or at least not true in the same way. There's actually a more organized front that runs counter to the always-on networks we're all plugged into, but that counter-movement exists largely because we all use these networks so much, not because we fear and don't understand them. People take digital sabbaticals because they're always on their devices, not because they're afraid of Facebook. That said, I still think the arguments about owning your online brand are quite valid. Many of us are online, but don't use the tools available well, which tends to offer you just as little defense against the dangers of identity theft and reputation attacks as not being there to begin with. Much better to understand the tools, use them just enough to assume ownership of your identity, and maybe put out a few tendrils to ensure you have access to opportunities should they arise, and then establish boundaries so that you aren't overwhelmed by the options available. Turn off most notifications, block contacts from people who aren't relevant to your life, post only when you have something to say, and so on. Own the technology, Don't be owned by it. You just listened to the post titled My History of Stalking by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. Thank you to Colin. I think the last line in his update was key. Own the technology, don't be owned by it. Because avoidance can actually be a way of being owned by it thanks to the fact that most of these types of platforms are crowdsourced. That is, all the content is created by everyone, by people, not the businesses. And sometimes those people are sharing information about you without you even knowing about it. It's a tricky situation. My typical go-to is, if everyone acted this way, would the world be a better place? If not, then we probably shouldn't do it. So with social media, I try not to post things that include people who wouldn't want to be there or ask them. 
And obviously I try to be respectful there too because I think the world's not a great place when everyone's disrespecting each other online. I'll leave it there for today. Thank you for being here and listening every day, including the weekends. And I'll be back tomorrow reading to you where your optimal life awaits.